Welcome to the Young and Adventurous Era of Adventurous on the No Direction Network, a Pathfinder 2nd Edition actual play GM'd by Scott D. Young and featuring Ryan Costello, Jefferson J. Thacker, Lauren C., Vanessa Hoskins, and Jason Keeley, with theme song and soundtrack by Sirenscape. The adventure begins now. Well, welcome everyone. My name is Scott and I will be your GM. I have to say it's pretty cool sitting here at a virtual table with all you folks. So thanks for having me out. Two things you need to know about me. One, I sometimes have bad hearing. So if I miss something, totally interrupt me. Two, I sometimes have a bad memory. And so I'm gonna assume you know all your character rules. If you don't, I'm gonna leave that up to you. <laughs> or we'll design them on the fly. For training, I watched some of the early shows and, and uh, you know, it would just be, the GM would say something and then y'all would just talk for 20 minutes. It was great. I mean, that's, that's the, I thought that's what the show was. So um, I really didn't prepare much content at all. So if anybody has any concerns during the game, you can either uh, use the whisper command slash W and then GM for me. And you know, you can send me an X for an X card or you can say, hey, I don't like your silly accent or whatever. Feel free to give me any feedback, or you can just jump in verbally if you don't mind. You're all friends, so I'm sure nobody here is intimidated by anybody else. You know, if there, anything comes up, just feel free to let me know. I am totally fine with switching gears. The scenario that we're playing today is one that I wrote, The Lost Maid of Anactoria. And um, your characters, of course, have uh, completed some adventures, and you spend a little bit of time apart doing your own things and you are now reconvening to get back together and bring in the band back together to launch into another series of adventures. So why don't we get each of you to uh, introduce your character and then we can uh, get into the basics of the uh, of the scenario. Um, Perrin, why don't we start with you? Indeed, I am uh, Glanville Allencroft of the Allencroft family. I'm one of the uh, noble family scions of uh, Taldor, and I serve the crown to my most loyal ability and do anything that is asked of me, including gallivanting across the countryside with this group of Naduels, who I have since learned to love like family. Oh, that's sweet. Very nice. I, as far as my skill set is concerned, I'm a... Uh, rather dapper dandy and a uh, fair mage and academic when needed. Very good. Useful skills. Yes, we don't talk about my other skills in public. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. That's, that's probably wise. Taxing commoners, probably? Uh, now, now, now. It's not counts as vexing commoners when it happens automatically. Oh, yes. Their gold just lines your pockets, and you don't do anything about it. I forgot. My mistake. It's I, not their gold to begin with. It's the crowns. I'm Vanessa Hoskins, and I'm playing Idonia Stonebrook. Uh, I am a uh, champion of Milani. I set free those who would be oppressed wherever I go. Spent quite a bit of time in Galt, and that place is... Oh, well, let's just say there there was going to be peace, except there was this whole incident with exploding croissant. And now, well, anyhow, <laughs> I ended up with these folks in Taldor, uh, 
putting a, a benevolent queen on the throne who is at least better than the tyrant they had before that, and I think the country is better off for it. I still think they should hear me out about open voting across all citizens, but eh, they're not ready for that yet. Very good. Why don't we go, uh, Ryan? Why don't you go next? I am Xavier Sever. If your tongue cannot handle Xavier Sever, you could call me Excess. I am a dragon diplomat from a region that unfortunately had its dragons wiped out, and so I took to the road to see where I could ply my skills that have been in my family for three generations, and I took with me only my bow sharp tongue, which was handed down to me from my grandmother, the first dragon diplomat in the Sever family. Excellent. And I'm hey, glad wait, to see was the... That a, uh... Was that a dragon oh, yes, call I have on, an that, on that goblet? <laughs> oh, very fancy. Thank you, but it's so shallow I have my regular mug here to refill it. <laughs> Lauren, why don't you go next? So yeah, uh, I'm trying to figure out if if Lily's still landed. Because when we left off in Adventure, she had become, her family name had changed, and she <laughs> had become Lily Bettany. <laughs> That was that was a bit of a ruse, though. I don't think you're technically you're technically a. I don't think it counts as legal. Okay. Okay. As much as I would, I would love to see how you handled the gentry. And Lily would never do anything illegal. I'm Lily Campbell. I was an up-and-coming investigator in the in the streets of Opara before political intrigue befell me, and I was forced to. Help put a benevolent leader on the throne. I've come to know and love this this ragtag group, especially Uncle Ogden. Oh, oh that's 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 sweet. That's sweet, Miss Lily. Uh, my name is Jason Kelly, and I'll be playing Ogden Bloodhammer. Uh, <clears throat> I am. Uh, he's originally from the uh, uh, the the Five Kings region. Uh, came down the Taldor, uh, joined up with the cavalry, spent some time there, and then. Uh, well, some things happened, and uh, spent some, some spent some time elsewhere. But was uh, brought back into into service to uh, to come uh, watch after uh, a couple of these here folks and uh, make sure they don't didn't get themselves killed. Because uh, uh, as, a, as a warrior and a fighter, they needed my, my steel. Uh, got my my shield and my hammer, and uh, uh, that's about all I generally tend to offer these this lot. <clears throat> Just because it's fun, can we also spend like a quick moment just hearing how your characters converted from first edition to second edition? Complicatedly. Complicatedly. <laughs> <laughs> Elaborate. So uh, I managed to get three uh, archetypes at first level. <laughs> Wait, at first level? <laughs> oh, no, level? at second level. Sorry, at second okay. level. So the ancient elf ancestry feat gave me the swashbuckler deck. Excuse me, the swashbuckler dedication, which gave me the wit style, which first edition Xavier was a bard with the wit archetype, and mm. so wit is still part of the build. Um, but man, I've got so ancient elf, and then subcategory gives me swashbuckler dedication, subcategory gives me panache and wit style, subcategory <laughs> gives me bone mo. So just tracking where I got all of these abilities uh, on my little cheat sheet here. 
is is fascinating from a visual <laughs> point of view. Uh, so then I also got my rogue's racket is Eldritch Trickster. I took Bard Dedication because I am a rogue this time. Uh, I may have been a Bard in 1st Edition, but 2nd mm. Edition Bard is so much more focused on music. And 1st Edition Xavier was uh, a wit. He was like an orator and had no musical ability at all. So going rogue... Uh, focusing on the archery side of Xavier and then taking abilities that just let me encourage y'all and cast a little bit of magic, uh, that felt like a more a more authentic translation of Xavier to second edition rather than going just the one-to-one. I was a bard, I'm a bard now. I was an elf and an elf now. Ryan, that's also kind of the direction I had to take Lillian. It's because in first edition, she was just a straight-up investigator with one of the little archetypes to, for poison. But in this edition... I tried so hard to make Investigator with the Poisoner archetype work, and I just couldn't. The Poisoner archetype is just like, it's just such a little sprinkling. Just like, you know, I mean, you know, maybe you poisoned it. I had to go alchemist. I had to go full toxicologist alchemist uh, with the Investigator archetype to really make it work. And whew, I had to also build an entire spreadsheet in Microsoft Excel just to manage this formula book. This is going to be an adventure uh, for me as well as for Lily. <laughs> oh, look. learning Microsoft Excel with everything. This is career skills. Learning while roleplaying. <laughs> learning? Are you kidding? I'm a scientist. I know all about Excel. This was my go-to. I think it was really interesting seeing how many different builds some of you came up with trying to recreate your character because there really is no one-to-one translation at all and uh like how many how many builds did you come through before you actually decided on okay this is this is now my character well yeah good news is uh converting glenville over was almost as a one-to-one translation Mm. uh (laughs) because wizard illusionist becomes wizard illusionist pretty easily and uh most of the stuff that made glenville really uh, stand out and special was uh, most of the skills he like dumped in, like I was really, really leaning on my skill selection in uh, in the first edition version of Glanville. Um, so in the second edition version of Glanville, that mostly didn't change except for I get a bunch of skill feats. So I went uh, full on, um, full on wizard, full on uh, illusionist choices. I went with the. Lore Master archetype for the free archetype choice, uh, which was fun. Obviously, Glanville is human. Um, and the Lore Master just lets me roll any lore I want, which is great because that's <laughs> kind of how I like to spend my skill points. And it's like instead of buying a whole bunch of lore skills, I'll just take this one archetype feat um, and, and level it up later. Um, and after, beyond that, I uh, the skills that I did choose are a whole bunch of deception and thievery and stealth and, you know, all the normal things that a a member of the gentry is required to have when operating in plot (laughs) society. (laughs) Excellent. And I've got uh, my spell selection again is just like filter. I just went into Path Builder filter illusion and just like click down the list as many of those as I could get. (laughs) Though I do have a couple of fun ones that I do want to call out that I hope I get a chance to use. Which, it, which are new to 2nd edition and play around with the action economy. I really, really, really want to uh, use Shadow Projectile, so I hope one of you all have ranged attacks. 
Oh, yeah. Yes, great. <laughs> Xavier lives right, in the nice. back row. It lets me, oh, as a reaction to a ranged That's attack, hit them with a shadow bolt. And, like, oh, my cool. shadow bolt distracts them and gives you bonuses, and then I hit them and hurt them in the head. Nice. So please shoot at things. And then, because I had to just get the, uh, uh, the just the hilarity image of uh, Glanville going Super Saiyan, I picked up Horizon Thundersphere, which I have slapped in my third level <laughs> slot. Wow. <laughs> nice. That spell is amazing. <laughs> How about uh, how about Ogdren, Jason? Oh yeah, uh, uh, the first edition Ogdren was actually a cavalier uh, because the uh, I think it's Order of the Dragon has a lot of sort of uh, protecting people and aiding them with skill checks and you know bo- boosting people's AC. So I was kind of meant to be like guy with a shield, sort of throwing that shield in front of people. But uh, the second edition fighter has some of that stuff in it. So I just went straight fighter. Um, uh, did a lot, took a lot of shield stuff, reactive shield and shield warden and all that good stuff, um, and. Um, went with the sentinel uh, archetype thanks vanessa for bringing that one mm. up because that does give you more armor stuff well the dedication of that doesn't actually get me anything because as a fighter i already have the armor proficiencies but it lets me get uh, uh at this level at least specialization armor for for, ar- for my plate which is going to be awesome because i don't even think i even got up to plate armor in first edition um i think i just had some like some heavy chain or something like that but now Bam! Slash at me all you want. I've got resistances to that. Um, I will be attempting to be near people so I can throw up that shield if I have the um, uh, uh, reaction ready for it. So. And, and don't worry, Ogdred. I still have Operation Twenty Foot Dwarf in my back. Oh yeah! <laughs> I didn't grab any any extra potions of enlarge, but uh, I uh, I will be happy to get big again. That was that was good fun. Excellent. So Idonia took an interesting, interesting path. When uh, I joined the crew of Adventurous, it was uh, in the middle of their adventure path, and I remember saying, "Well, what do you need?" And they said, "Well, we could use more frontline support because we got Ogdren, but like, you know, one tank doesn't stop all the baddies from running past, so we could use some more combat prowess, and we need a healer because um, I was st- I'm standing in for for Kathy, who was playing the healer before." And so they need someone to do that. So I thought, well, I'm going to go War Priest. So I was a swashbuckler, one level dip, and then the rest in War Priest. And basically, I made the most badass fencer I could who could also heal and buff herself and do all these cool things. So at first, I made her as a War Priest cleric, but War Priest clerics just don't have enough martial prowess, not enough oomph there to really make an impact as this like dashing and fantastically powerful swordswoman. So I tried a fighter build. And there was a bit of overlap with what Jason was doing, being a fighter. And I'm like, well, I'd, I'd prefer not to have two fighters in the in the party. So I kind of split the difference and went champion. Uh, champions, of course, are, are have a little bit of that magic and a lot of martial power. And, and I think really gave me what I wanted. And the more I built the, the class into champion, the more I really got excited about what she could do. Um, there's some differences between the old version of Idonia and the new one. Uh, the new one can speak more languages. She's better at tracking people and some other things uh, versus the old one. Because first edition, I just didn't have enough enough skill points to really do anything. And now, with uh, what I've done as a champion and multi-class into fighter for some of the the cooler one-handed uh, combat styles, which Ogden probably isn't going to be using anyway. So that way, there's not a lot of overlap there. Um, she's got a lot of martial potential, um, a lot of fun things she can do to support her party, and I think she feels very Idonia to me. 
Yeah, I was, I, I'll be interested to see at the end of the session if, if people feel that they really captured the previous character with the build or, or if they still want to tweak it or whatever. I already have two edits that I plan on making. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't rolled a dice yet. Well, Not so happy. I took the archer dedication and then I realized that everything I get from it, I get from my ancestry feats. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. That, uh, yes. I am an archer, but I don't want a completely redundant archetype. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, elves are so, like, uh, famously good at bows that, yeah, your, your ancestry feats do give you a lot of that, don't they? Yeah, exactly. You just don't get a lot of ancestry feats, but, I mean, if you don't have anything else to spend on them, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the other option. Yeah. Maybe I'll change my ancestry feats and stick to the archer. Uh, although I was looking at assassin. Ooh, what? <laughs> oh. Please, please make it so I'm not the only one. Oh no! Well, a redundant assassin in the party. Assassins are never redundant. One's a distraction. Ooh. The only oh. thing I'm missing from the character is that I I can't just like critically succeed on every cooking check ever. And that's kind of frustrating. Yeah, that's there's terrible. no way to get higher. I min-maxed my cooking as high as I could go, but like you just can't break the ceiling with it in, in 2E. Yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate. We'll uh, we'll try and make sure that that doesn't become too debilitating for you for the rest of the session. <laughs> it um, will be difficult. Yeah, she, no promises. Yeah. She could like, so, walk into a village, grab a bunch of mud, make a literal mud pie with the worms squiggling out, and we'd all think it was delicious. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> um, okay, that actually might prove useful today. I think I rolled in like the 50s once on a cooking check. <laughs> it was broken. No you were a little bit broken. Uh, uh, PF on, co on cooking. It's not like I picked something like useful. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's for Numbers. I'm sure all your GMs appreciated your restraint. <laughs> so, you... Uh, after uh, reconvening as your group, you actually decided to um, visit the wonderful city of uh, Kalifas in Ustalov. I'll, uh, I'll leave the reasons for that to each of you. But um, it's a wonderful old city. It has many old libraries and um, various records and things like that. Plus it's, you know, in a rather active part of the world right now with the whole whispering tyrant thing going on and, um, and all of that. And while you're there, um, you receive a letter, which I have shared to you, that Ooh. addresses all of you. It's an anonymous letter, but uh, if somebody maybe wants to read it out, can answer any questions. Dear Lady Campbell, Lady Stonebrook, and actually, I'm not sure how to pronounce this. Misters? I guess so. Yeah, Misters. Misters, yeah. Okay. Uh, Bloodhammer, Glanville, and Sever. Please excuse this unsolicited letter, but I heard you in Cali you were in Califas, and I could not pass up the opportunity to contact you. I watched from afar your exploits in Taldor, and although others gained the public credit for the matter, uh, for the matter there, no, for the matter, there are those who appreciate the crucial work done behind the scenes. As to my business, the group I represent has learned of an issue long dead that seems to have re uh, reared it, reared its head once again and we wish to contract you and your companions to investigate on our behalf. While it may seem trifle, I assure you that the matter will become of the greatest import to the immortal principality of Ustalav and beyond. Sixty years ago, a bog mummy was discovered in the peat fields that supply Califas with its heating fuel. The local who found it put, uh, put it on display in his cottage. 
charging travelers <laughs> to see it and naming it the Maid of uh, Anactoria. Anactoria. Okay. After the nearest hamlet that passes for civilization in these parts. Over the years, the Maid's legendary powers have grown in the telling. She cries tears that heal the sick. She whispers prognostications that predict the future. And she manifests all manner of occult abilities. Of course, the maid is nothing. Likely a Kelid burial uh, or sacrifice from long ago. Yet of late, I have heard whispers that the maid is more than she appears. And that there may be others of her kind out in the bogs north of Anactoria. Please accept this retainer and investigate the matter on our behalf. We wish to know who is interested in the Maid of Anactoria and who may be trying to acquire it. The man who delivered this missive is at your disposal and will take you to Anactoria. I have made all of the arrangements. When you arrive, search out Mother Belchescu? Belchescu? Belchescu. Yeah. Belchescu. The Phrasmin penitent who serves as the village's wise woman. Tell her you come as a lamp in the glowing darkness and she will aid you. Trusting in your discretion and success, Ordis Praxium Chaos, which is draconic, as I well know, for From Chaos Order. <laughs> so the letter is unsigned. It does. <sighs> it is delivered by a uh, middle-aged man who is uh, dressed as a uh, as a porter, essentially. And uh, inside the letter, there is also a little piece of artwork, which is a sketch of the Maid of Anactoria. Hmm. I guess let's give them the right to vote. I, I, you would not see anybody in the gentry propping up Grandmama in the study just to get a coin from visitors. No, they would do it for the bragging rights. Mm. <laughs> and increase their it standing seem... amongst the aristocracy. Uh, look, uh, uh, for, for once, I, I, I'm right ahead of time. This is some kind of bugging. It's a bugging? Well, it's from the bog, right? Mm. So it's a bog, boogan, boggin, whatever. A, a I, I've been trying to get into humor oh, since okay. uh, since we uh, uh, last parted, and I and, and I'm afraid I ain't. Uh, I, I'm still rusty. Mm. Well, whatever it is, is it possible, perhaps, that the the villagers' own beliefs have given this thing power? I've seen stranger things. Oh. Yeah, that is a possibility. It could also be that somebody is off to the side casting cantrips and no one is thinking to question it because obviously a bog mummy would have some kind of strange powers. That's true. <clears throat> that is that is possible. I like I like that idea. Alright, well let's go investigate. So you Porter, what's your name? Uh, uh James, sir, ma'am. Your name is James, sir, ma'am? Okay, James sir ma'am. <laughs> Fine, I'll just call you James then. Uh, do sure. you know the way to this this maid? Uh, yes, we we uh, we have a coach ready for you, and we will uh, we will head there when you are ready to go. There is a coaching inn halfway there, and we will stay the, spend the night there. And uh, late on the second day, we should reach Anactoria. And more importantly, who do you work for? This letter wasn't signed. Uh, she slaps the paper. Uh, yes, my, uh, my employer is, uh, anonymous. I can tell that they didn't put it on the paper, but I would prefer if you told me. I'd like to know who I'm working for. Oh, come for. now, Idonia. Surely you can appreciate privacy. Well, then there's privacy um. and there's skullduggery, and this smells like the second. I, uh, I, I receive, uh, funds 
and I was given the instructions to come and take you to Anictorium. Um, I don't I mean, normally even you don't this know this person. You, do I, you, you, I have uh, never met them. Oh, that's no good either. I'm with Adonia. I smell something I, ratty. Do we believe him? Uh, yeah. Let me just do a little, uh, yeah, let's see. You know what? You do, in fact. Yeah, you do, in fact, believe him. Hmm, okay. um, and you believe him even more so because in the, uh, in the coach, there is a chest which contains um, 4,500 gold pieces. Oh. Yeah, sorry, 450 gold pieces. Sorry, I still haven't <laughs> okay. gotten used to mistake. the whole, yeah, to the <laughs> whole currency devaluation. Yes, it's absolutely uh, all right. 450. Yeah. Um, I, I understand that the, the, um, the people who pay me are quite powerful. They seem to know many things about me and my family and everything. And so, although I was quite frankly, I thought about just taking the money and the coach and <laughs> leaving, I decided that that was not a safe option. And I am mm. going to fulfill my end of the contract. So. You're weirdly honest about your perceived deception. No, I think it's good. I have... I, it it makes, good, helps yeah. me trust him more, because if he said, I never thought about taking this chest full of a king's ransom and, and leaving on my own with it and making my fortune somewhere else in Avistan, I... I then I would say, well, you're a liar. But since he admits that he was <laughs> tempted, I, I, I tend to believe him. I have found that uh, honesty with, um, with these people have been, has been very important. I fear to cross them. Fear them? Mm, well, that, you should always fear kind, <clears throat> upstanding people who hire you for shadowy jobs anonymously. Uh, all Will right. we have an opportunity to spend this retainer when we get to our destination, or should we supply up now? You can certainly supply up now. Anactoria is, um, how shall I say this, um, the middle of nowhere. <laughs> there is an inn. We have secured all of the rooms for you, both of them. And there is a general store, and there is the peat bog and then some small shacks that people live in. Hmm. It is not a large place. Perhaps 200 souls. Peat bugs so. are the top five features. Yes. <laughs> um, it also smells <laughs> quite strongly. I love this place already. <laughs> Uh, so just add a character for a second. We just made these six level pretends. Is there anything that anyone needs to shop for, or should we just skip that? And I couldn't even spend all my gold. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a little I gold left. I was... Some healing potions aren't terrible because I, with lay on hands, I have an infinite font of healing, but it it takes ten minutes between each use to refocus. Right. So healing potions aren't terrible. Mm -hmm. I brought prescient planners, so I buy exactly what I need, whatever that is. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. I, I do need to set, before we take off, I do need to examine this letter and set the Maid of Antichoria as the target of my investigation. Ooh, mm -hmm. Very nice. That is easily done, yes. Mm -hmm. 
I thought you were an alchemist. And, uh... <laughs> I'm an alchemist investigator. I'm a detective. Uh, does anyone in the party have any way of dealing with diseases? This is a stinky bug. Hmm. Um, I can I can make up some anti-plague for us. I'd be kind uh, what I yeah. What I usually do is don't get them. The diseases. The diseases, yeah. Uh, 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 uh one thing I I just re- realizing I I left back in uh, Taldor was my uh my my portable anvil for bashing the dents out of my shield. So I'm I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna make sure I buy one of those. It's not very expensive, though. So I'm gonna. I remember I forgot to get a medical kit, so I'll grab one of those. Do you, you want to get? Should, should we just spend that on a superior one? <laughs> uh, uh, what is it? Healer's plague, tool. You know here. Oh, we don't even have enough for expanded healer's tools. That's five hundred. No, that's only fifty. No, uh, it's five hundred silver pieces. So it's only fifty gold. If you want to get the expanded healer's tools, Param. Yeah, let's grab that. Let me give you the plus one. Oh, yeah. But also, we could buy some. We could buy some anti-plague here. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's a better idea. Let's just let's just buy the recipe here for a moderate one, and I can just make moderates for us. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. Do that. Uh, I would like to get a, uh, a talisman called a ghost bane fulu, uh, and get it Ooh. affixed to the weapon along the way. Uh, it allows your weapon to strike true against incorporeal creatures, uh, which, you know, is usually very difficult. And since this seems kind of like a spooky peat bog with a possibly undead mummy or some other supernatural occurrence, it seems like a pretty decent option. That's a good idea. Maybe okay. I should get one, too. Um, to, it, I, I, I rolled some secret checks on your society, oh. um, and I forgot that... Um, Glanville had every lore, so let's just see what your <laughs> Stalav lore uh, skill is. Oh, okay, that's pretty good. So um, you do know a couple of things uh, about the Maid of Anactoria. It's actually pretty much the highlight of this of this tiny village, other than the peat bog. And um, from what you can tell, it was found like, uh, like 60 years ago. Uh, there have been other partial bits of bog mummy found in the area, but the Maid of Anactoria is the only one that's been complete. Um, So there are probably other ones out there um, preserved by the the conditions of the bog. Um, The Maid is actually housed in a glass display case in the cottage of uh, the Ternescu family, and the Ternescu family are the people that found it, and they literally brought it home and put it in their living room on display and over the 60 years, they have made enough money to stop working in the peat bogs and to actually dress up their front room as kind of a museum. If you've ever hmm. driven through North Dakota, every, every town, somebody has converted their garage into a museum. And you just pull in there and beep your horn and the guy comes out and opens it up and you go on your little tour and then you go away. So that's pretty much what this place is like. Um, the uh the maid has been of interest to a number of collectors uh the black rose museum in absalom has actually tried to purchase it and been rebuffed uh the Sinkomati school of sciences here in usalav has tried to purchase it and various private collectors and always the tornescu family says no we we will keep the maid 
Um, as for its healing powers, its um, ability to foretell the future, there's no actual evidence of that, but there is strong belief. So the jury is out as to whether there are actual powers there or if it's just uh, the, the legend. Mm -hmm. um, and let's see. And you said it had been there for 60 years. Yeah. yeah. I'm That's gonna relatively make without incident, too. Yeah. I'm going to make sure that mm -hmm. Glanville regales them of all of this <sighs> in intricate details throughout the entire carriage ride. It is a two-day trip over a very rough road. I so can be long-winded. Yes, it, I'm <laughs> sure you can. <laughs> okay, so um, remember that everyone, of course, has a hero point. Please, when something cool happens, remind me that that might be hero point worthy because I always forget to give them up. So, in my home game, I like to I like to say uh, nominate another player when they do something cool. Yes. Say, oh, yeah. that was awesome! Please yes. nominate Jason for Hero Point. Yes, I, I I generally say you know nominate someone else, but sometimes everybody at the table forgets, and so if you have to self nominate, we'll we'll consider it. <laughs> you know what was cool? Me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, Zave. Zave has a that thousand hero there. points. Yeah. <laughs> Or, or as we call them here, uh, plus one to your next roll, because that seems to be the general effect of the hero point at this <laughs> when I roll. Mm. All right. Um, so you have this wonderful coach with four black stallions that uh, that takes you roaring down the very rough roads of Anactoria. One of you has to ride shotgun with James up front. Uh, as it's there always are four me. Seats inside. Yeah. Okay. It'll be me. Excellent. Aldrin sits up okay. front. Uh, I talked to him. I talked to him about horses. If he is uh, himself knowledgeable about horses, and I, I used to be in the cavalry, so we have a little, a little, a little bit of horse knowledge. Exactly. Um, although that does not he, he reflect does. in my skills. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He is thrilled to hear of any stories that you might have in terms of you know dealing with the cavalry and actually riding into battle or things like that. He's never done that himself, but he's always sort of aspired to. You know, if I was braver, and you know, if it was something reasonable and not the whispering tyrant or something like that i would have, yeah. I would have been a cavalry officer sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, James. i tell him all about gerda my beloved warhorse who is back in taldor i assume maring is that a thing i know you you can stud a horse but can you mare a horse Let's put it out for breeding purposes oh i thought you said she was the mayor <laughs> no, she's the well, also, didn't we ended up making her mayor of that little town that we that, that Lily yeah, was in yeah. right? <laughs> right? I can't remember the name of it. We ended up making her mayor. Yeah, yeah so, so that's and why I had to leave her behind. Awaken. <laughs> so you do have a horse in that race. Yes. Uh, okay. um, good one, James. <laughs> I get it. I think I get it. <laughs> he, uh, he 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 warms up quite a bit to you and. Um, while he doesn't tell you anything more about his employer, you do get the sense that he, he really feels that whatever group this is has, that has hired him has um, a substantial amount of behind-the-scenes influence. So he does, mm. he does sort of consider them almost like a secret society or a, a group like that that might be operating um, with tentacles everywhere. So he, ju he just doesn't <laughs> want to cross them in any way. Metaphorical um, tentacles, right? Um, well, so far, yes. We'll yes. Although it's, uh, he's never seen them, so it's really hard to tell. <laughs> the, the person who has delivered his instructions is a rather gruff person that um, is very mean 
but seems to be human. So that's the only contact that he's had. And that is not the person who wrote the letter. That's just another lackey, sort of a go-between. So you don't learn a whole lot about that, but you do learn quite a bit about Southern Ustalov. He, uh, he gives you a wonderful tour. You know, here's bogs, here's swamps, <laughs> there's some forest, there's some more bogs. Oh, here's some fog. It's a, it's a pretty, uh, pretty boring journey, basically. You, you spend the two days, you stop at a coaching inn halfway there and um, get a little bit of rest. And then you pull in to around, uh, around dinner time, you pull in towards the village of Anactoria. And so we're just gonna pull you onto another map here. It's all bogs and fogs here. Yeah, that's right. So the, the coach sort of roars into town. There's a few, there's one two-story building, which looks like the, the inn. There's a couple of, uh, of larger buildings that are probably, you know, the store there. In the center of town, there is a uh, an old stone church of some kind. And then you wind up here. The coach pulls up in front of the Weeping Willow Inn. There's a couple of people outside, and you can see that inside the inn, there's a, there's a you know, a, a crowd of people. And uh, James dismounts, and he heads into the inn to make arrangements for the rooms, and he'll come back for the, uh, for the luggage. So he says, just wait here, I'll, uh, I'll get everything squared away. I'll go with you. And uh, I'll go with he disappears. Oh, okay, you're gonna head in? Oh, okay. I'm, I'll, I'll go so with you. So the front door is right over there. There we go. Mm -hmm. And um, so there's a, there's a rather stern lady standing there at the door, and she sort of looks you up and down, and uh, just lets you pass. So you and James head inside the, the inn. It is, let me just turn off all of the all of the hidden things here. Hidden things. There you go. Yeah, I don't like using the all the lighting stuff, so I just sort of pull pull out a few boxes like that. So you've got a, a big common room. Um, you notice that as you and James head inside, Idonia, a number of people start to sort of file out. It's like they're looking at the at the coach. Uh, you're pretty sure that big black shiny coaches don't pull into Anactoria all that often. So there mm -hmm. seems to be a little bit of interest in, in who the new blood is. And as you, uh, why don't you make a perception check, Idonia, as you go in there sure. and as people are filing out. And I should say one of the reasons I wanted to go in uh, also is to essentially keep my place as a commoner. Um, so that way they didn't think I was part of the, the rabble nobility behind me since with the exception oh, okay. of Audra and everyone else is very well polished looking most of the time. Right. Okay. That is a great idea. Um, okay. So um, yeah, 24 on perception. So I just threw a few more folks on the map there. Um, oh, you they get were the hiding. Of, I can see them. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You can now see them. <laughs> Most of them are sort of filing out to, to go out towards the carriage. Mm -hmm. um, they, they don't really look at you and James all that much. They sort of give you a, give you a, a once over and then just file outside. Mm -hmm. um, you get the sense that people are somewhat um, hostile in terms of, you know, you're, you're obviously strangers, you're outsiders, and, you know, Ustalov villages are, are pretty insular and pretty, pretty... Um, superstitious. Yeah, superstitious, certainly. Um, nobody has thrown, you know, uh, 
uh, iron nails at you or anything like that yet. <laughs> but you, you sort of get the sense that you're, um, you and James went in sort of and, and, and passed their notice. But they're, they're heading outside, they're looking at the coach, they see Glanville there and, uh, and uh, the others that are sort of, um, as you say, well-dressed. Well hmm. And uh, there's sort of a crowd forming around outside. You get the sense that things are a little, um, a little hostile. Hmm. Okay. Um, so I have the ability to read lips. Uh, do I overhear or see any conversation that piques my interest as uh, anyone who might be ah. aggressive toward us? Or Interesting. Well, you get the sense that people don't know who you are, so it's not like they were waiting for you specifically. It's not like they recognize you, mm -hmm. but you get the sense that you're definitely not welcome and you, you okay. seem to have arrived in a situation where something's already happened and you don't really know what. Um, for those of you that are outside, you, you see the people sort of filing out and um, they're sort of all looking in your direction and basically gathering in a sort of a crowd there and uh, eventually you get oh. to the point where, I mean, uh -oh. they don't actually have pick, pitchforks and torches, but they're sort of gathering into these groups. Okay. I'm sure y'all want to do something. I want to do one more thing though. While folks are gathering, and I, hopefully I kind of understand what might be happening, uh, I'd like to turn to a, a relatively peaceful-looking commoner or someone that, you know, doesn't look like they're ready to shout at any point in time uh, soon, uh, and just say, ah, oh, yes, uh, uh, the folks I have traveled with are interested in this this maid you have. Uh, they wanted to... Uh, they wanted to give their regards to such a powerful and benevolent entity that has graced your town. And basically okay. try um, and get in good with them before things get rotten. Okay. Well, the the person um, sort of starts when you mention the, the maid. Oh, okay. They're interested in the maid, are they? Huh. Well, I guess that uh, that makes sense. Well, uh, why don't you just stay right here? and uh, we'll, we'll deal with the, your friends first. Don't go anywhere. And mm. then he walks away from you and heads outside as well. Is it too so, late to uh, make an impression on the locals? You can try to make an impression. You right. you already have made an impression. You just don't know what it is. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that, yeah, a better impression. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I'd, I'd like to uh, assist with that one. Sure. So I'll step forward and say, uh, first four people who could show us the best place for a drink, drink with us. Okay, that's pretty good. Um, do you uh, do you need do you roll with that or are you? Yeah, I'd like to roll. No, so I've got group impression. Yeah. I can target up to four yeah, yeah. of these individuals. So just the four sure. closest. Sure. All right. So ew, as far as diplomacy rolls, that wasn't great. So it's an eighteen in total. Uh, okay. Aram, do you roll for the assist, or do I just get a bonus? I have to roll, a, and I have to hit a 15. Okay. 20. Good. And 20? I succeeded. Excellent. Okay, so that brings me up so to a 20. Plus two. Okay, so um, two of the people are, they. it sort of very quickly disarms them. Like, they, they were looking kind of growly, and you come out with this very open kind of thing. It's not at all what they were expecting. So they, they sort of just stop immediately and and sort of look at each other um 
The other two uh, are sort of like, oh, you, you're here for drinks, are you? You're sure, uh, you're sure that's what you're here for? And um, a woman that was sort of at the back of the crowd sort of pushes her way up to the front and says, uh, I don't think that uh, you're here for our drinks. I think you're here for something else, and I don't think you'll be taking it. The maid of Anactoria belongs here. You will not take her from us. And the crowd starts to, you know, yeah. And, and, and you, you, you notice that nobody's drawn weapons, right. but, uh, you know, somebody's got a club. And actually, right at the back here, um, on, the, uh, on the porch, uh, the, the the bar woman has come out and she is cradling in one arm the largest crossbow that you have seen uh, in recent times. And just, you know, just sort of holding it there, not uh, not pointing it, not threatening, but making sure that you see it. Okay. And, uh, okay, what would you like to do? I want to... Uh, Go ahead. I want to use concealed spellcasting to mm -hmm. detect magic on somebody in the crowd to see if they're being like enchanted of the brain to uh, be a little bit oh, more okay. grumpy than they should be. Sure. Okay, so you don't detect any magic that you don't already know about. Okay. Like magic items from the party. So they seem to just be upset. And the woman, uh, the woman uh, continues her little bit of a rant and she says... Uh, um, you think that you can just come here? You snakes can can take what you want. You can you can come into a small village and rob us blind. I do not think so. You should take that carriage back around and head back to your masters. There seems to be a misunderstanding because we are here to investigate the maid of Anactoria. We do not want to leave with it. Uh, we were actually here to speak to Mother uh, Belchescu. Ah, and okay. So you you say Mother Belchescu. And mm -hmm. a ripple sort of goes through the crowd and people start talking to each other. And uh, they're like, oh, did, she, did the mother call her? Um, and that goes on for a couple of seconds. And then um, suddenly everyone goes quiet. And this little old lady hunched over, w walking on a staff, trying to move very very slowly she can hardly move her feet and she's hunched over and she comes over but she commands this presence that that the crowd just falls silent and they um sort of part to let her in and she steps forward and she says i am mother belchescu it is an what honor do you to want meet you me? we come as a lamp in the glowing darkness growing growing darkness i make sure i say it right <laughs> oh well, I, I thought you might have been the person I was waiting for, but you got the code phrase wrong, so goodbye. No. Hey, um, adventure right, over. Back up the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. she, she, uh, she sort of pauses, she nods to you, and she says, Ah, yes, these are, these are friends. They did not steal the maid. They are not here to carry it off. They will help us. And the crowd sort of, you can tell that there are still a few people that are grumbling, that are that are. They were looking forward to some kind of fight, Aww, but between I to punch your him. <laughs> between I already between lit my your, torches. your offer of the drinks and mm -hmm. uh, and the mother's in in uh, intervention, they have uh, they have calmed down. They sort of fade away, and the mother says, "I I apologize. The people here are distraught. Would that you were here yesterday." The maid of Anactoria was stolen in the night. Do you think that it is still here somewhere? 
as there have been no coaches or carriages or anything. So those people thought we came back even though we'd already stolen it? No, they thought that the people who have been in town for the last three weeks stole it and you were here to take them and the maid away. Who are the people that have been here? Well, it's... Have you heard of the uh, Aspis Consortium? They're a uh, merchant. Oh, yes, 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 yes. They're very useful when you want to get something uh, rare and unique for, for, for your gallery. Ah, uh, yes. I, I, I wouldn't say that too loudly. Um, our uh, Evgeny has, has told us much about the Aspis and that they cannot be trusted. We, we suspect that they are the ones who have stolen the maid. Please, say please, they come can't with... be trusted. They price gouge you for miles. <laughs> <laughs> and also, they, certainly... they are dishonest and terrible, and we do not like them. <laughs> They've funded quite a you, few uh... tyrants, and I won't stand for it. You head, you, uh, she leads you inside and um, takes you to a table and, and mm -hmm. says, uh, please, order, order food, drinks, en enjoy yourselves. Mm -hmm. Rest from your travels. I will, I will tell you what I know, and then you may decide if you will help us or not. Hmm. So besides okay. insects, fog, stink, and dead mummies, is there anything of useful interest in this town? <laughs> well, we, we do supply most of southern Ustalav with its heating fuel. The mm. peat is very good for burning in the in the fireplace that is that is why we stay here that is that is our contribution to the nation and the ale's the, uh, not half the, bad either it's barely watered down <laughs> yes we uh we, we we hoped you would like it so you you grab some food you grab some drinks and uh and sort of clean up from the from the long coach journey mother belchescu uh, explains to you that the the maid was stolen last night from the cottage. Um, young Evgeny, who uh, who is Evgeny uh, Tornescu, is one of the sons of the family who found the maid. He's uh, returned to town about a month ago from uh, from Lepestad University, and he is leading the investigation to find it. But so far, there have been no leads. Um, I wrote a letter to a friend of mine asking for aid, and I assume that you are that aid. Um, would you like to visit the scene of the crime, or would you like to speak to any of the um, people in town? I'd like we to have, speak we to have... Yevgeny, make sure he doesn't think we're taking over the investigation. We are conducting mm -hmm. our own separate investigation to double our chances of <laughs> one of the investigations finding the maid uh, very good he uh, he will probably appreciate that he is he is uh, fresh out of school and he is uh, quite proud of his learning in fact he's probably the first well he's certainly the first of his family and likely one of the first of this village to go to university so he's quite proud of that fact um, I remember what it was like to be fresh out of university uh, the good old days yes uh, you are, you are uh, also a uh, a learned person. I'm a detective myself. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, excellent. Also a member I, I of the that, uh, Also a member of the aristocracy and able to afford schooling. That's not actually true. Oh no. I got... You've always confused me for that. I'm from pig farmers. Weren't you like a duchess or something? That they weren't real. The duchess. Is it ever oh, real? Yeah. That's the real question. Uh, absolutely! But before we leave the, this in, I, uh, Scott, I do want to talk to a couple yeah. of people here. Yeah, sure. There's uh, Some of the crowd is filtered back in. Actually, many of the people look like um, once Mother Belchescu came in and sort of broke up the, the riot, most of them sort of faded away, went back to home. But there's there's half a dozen people in the, in the I, I'd, I'd actually want to look for one or two of the people who looked upset that there wasn't a fight. Um, okay, and yeah, sure. Grab, yeah, get a bunch of, get a bunch of, uh, uh, get like one ale for me and a, and a couple mugs for these guys, right, or whatever. And I'll walk over there and I'll plop them down on the table and I'm going to say, <clears throat> well, it uh, looked like you, you was itching for some kind of scrapping. Tell you what, you can have this drink here, I'll have my drink here, and then you hit me as hard as you can. The two and of we'll them look at each other and they're... Uh, I won't hit back, this, I promise. Is this normally how you start conversations? Uh, sometimes in the Five Kings. Would I'm a dwarf, you see. That's, what we, that's how we do it, wink. Very good. Uh, well, join us, and we will uh, we will drink, and then we will punch you if that is what you wish. <laughs> you can try. Clank, clank, clank. Bang oh, on my bang oh, on my arm, bang on my okay. on my plate mail armor. Okay. You can try it. You can punch me. Uh, you can try to hurt me, and we'll 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 get this all out of our system, and then you can tell me what you might know about this uh, this whole Asper's consortium business. Okay, well, they uh, they dive into the drinks, and uh, they've obviously had a few already, but they are uh, quite happy to chat with you. Um, halfway through the, the ale, it's, it's clear that they weren't really looking to fight you or to fight someone necessarily. They were, they were just incensed that someone sure. has basically taken the one thing about their village that makes it not, you know, terrible. The thing that, that sort of gave them some sense of pride. It's like their it's like their town mascot that sure, someone yeah, has yeah. stolen. I get um, it. And and so the the Aspis Consortium they know very little about the Aspis Consortium other than what Evgeny has sort of told them um, that they're this group of merchants that go around buying up antiquities and they they will basically um, you know do anything for profit. Mm -hmm. And so nobody knows why the maid of Anactoria would be worth something to anyone else except them because they just they don't see anything weird about it or, or um, even magical about it they just feel that it's a part of their of their village and their life so they're very upset that it's been taken um, one of the guys does take a swing at you when you're ready for it and uh, he almost certainly hurts his hand, but doesn't really accomplish <laughs> anything else. But he, he does feel a little bit better. So. Good, good, good lad, good lad. You know, I know what you're talking about. We used to have uh, something similar like that in the eh, in one of the caves I, I, I grew up in before I came up to the surface. Uh, it was a, uh, uh, it was a small village under under the mountains, and uh, what we had was a was a was a bit of a shiny crystal that was kind of our uh, mascot. You know, our our, our 
pride and joy. Ah, uh, yes. Did 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 someone steal it, or did you did you maintain it? Uh, well, uh, one point, uh, the, one of the one of the boys uh, dropped it and it broke. Oh, and there's I, an uproarious laughter. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I I left shortly after that to to to, to visit visit some other countries and whatnot to see how they were doing, but uh, it's a fond memory of mine. Excellent. Well, yes, you understand, and uh, so so you form a rapport with them. They 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 buy you a drink. You can pretty much drink with them all night. Uh, they're happy to stick around, um, and they they fill you in a little bit about the the sort of politics of the town. Basically, there's no mayor. There's no governance. There is Mother Belchescu, who is the Ferasman priestess. There is one constable who basically just goes around and breaks up a fight now and again, but that's pretty much it. And there is the one merchant's uh, establishment, which is uh, run by Annika Domiri. And Annika is uh, sort of the, the richest person in town because she is the only person who sells things that don't come out of the peat bog. Um, and then there's a variety of farmers and families there's a everybody has sort of their own little farm to get vegetables and things like that so you so you basically get the 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 rundown on the on the town the sort of most famous citizen at this point now is uh, Evgeny Ternescu who again he went away to uh, Lepstad University he came back about a month ago and he's been living with his parents again and he's the smart one cuz he's got all the book learning that nobody else here really has yeah.